You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. We got a... Well, we probably got ourselves a great episode here today. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't looked yet, but I can only imagine. We do have um, 35 calls to get through. Obviously, we're not going to get through all 35, but I will do my best. We shall see how this goes. We do have some new callers, so we will start with that. We've had some bad luck with new callers recently in terms of just, you know, nobody's there talking or anything. But um, let's get started with that, because again, we have a lot to get through. Turn up all the volume. Here we go. Hey, man, this is Chris from Alabama. Hey, Chris. Uh, first time calling in. Uh, loving the podcast. Thank you. Been watching it for a while. Uh, just getting ready for this game, man. Uh, hopefully, man, I hope to, hope to see some type of dominance, if you can say that. Uh, just, just. Just confidence on, on both sides of the ball, man. Uh, this should really be a game that we should win. I know we didn't been down that road before, but I mean, I just want to see, yeah. uh, not really all out dominance, but just, just complimentary football on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm probably one of the few fans that still has a glimpse of hope that we can turn this around and, and sneak into the playoffs. I know that's really not the goal of this team, but. If you can get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So, I mean, I'm just gearing up for it. Like I said, loving the podcast. Keep up the good work, man. And go Pack Go. Well, Chris, I'm very, very sorry that this is how we had to start the program. Um, it's, it's it's just sad. And, and we only have one, two, three, four other calls that are pre-game. Um, so... We, we, it's mostly going to be a lot of anger from here on out, but yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to hear just, just, I mean, as we're, as we're sitting here reflecting on how bad the game was, you also have the news that Rashawn Gary's done for the year. You have the, uh, I, I, it, I believe Stokes might be done for the year. I don't know, but I just heard that his injury was so gruesome. They decided not to televise it. Uh, we had Romeo Dobbs was carted off the field. I don't know the status of his injury. It just feels like, the football gods, if you will, wanted to make sure that everybody understood that it's officially over, right? Because we've had too many stragglers for too long who still have hope, who still think that this is going to be a thing, and um, they wanted to make sure that there is absolutely no doubt. We lost to the Lions and then lost maybe the best player on our entire team and potentially lost a few other people on top of that. There's nothing left, man. (laughs) There's, as far as the 2022 season goes, there is no hope. Very sorry. And and again, um, I'm sure Chris is on board with that at this point, having watched what we all just watched. And it sucks that um, it had to be like that because it didn't have to be like that. We simply could have won the game, should have won the game. Just if you convert, you know, the red zone 
convert in the red zone, convert at the one yard line. I mean, we, we could have blown them out, especially if you take away the, the turnovers. And I mean, this could have, would have, should have been a dominant performance, but instead we do that and lose a bunch of players. And it's just sort of like, if there is no more, no more, all done. So appreciate the call, Chris. Uh, we have, I think one more new caller and then, then we'll get on with, uh, the rest, but this was Sunday at 8 p.m., so fully aware of the situation. Yeah, this is awesome. We're going to get a top 10 pick next year. Wow. Um, I honestly think that we need to go back to week three and get all the video from uh, Tampa Bay and uh, see if Tom Brady has a needle, because I really think he let the air out of this um team in week three yeah thanks like yeah no that no, that, was, that was a good line that was that was solid um yeah we we will get a top 10 pick um it seems very likely we will get a top five pick it's just a matter of how many games are these other teams going to be winning um we'll see how it goes but yeah i, I think uh I think that's going to happen. I got to come up with a name for you. Make, make sure you mention your name or at least some kind of a name you want me to use because otherwise I'm going to do something that you don't want. Sometimes you do mention a name and I don't give you a name you want still, but um, I don't know. We're going with deflator because I just need to put something in there. All right. I appreciate the call. Let's go back up to the top now. Uh, this is Peter Thomas calling at one o'clock in the morning. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that's all about. Hey, Ryan, it's Peter Thomas. I just got done listening to the roundtable conversation. Had a couple of thoughts. By the way, I love the uh, roundtable. It was really cool to have everyone portraying their thoughts. Uh, number one, I couldn't agree more with Thomas Austin's diagnosis of the team's failure due to consistency. He mentioned injuries throughout the season, but I think it has a lot more to do with lingering injuries from years past. But I appreciated his optimism for the team to turn things around. It's kind of all we have to look forward to in watching the rest of the season. Uh, number two, I know a lot of people think Matt LaFleur is soft, and perhaps he is. But I have met his wife, Bree, and she is anything but soft, dude. <laughs> I performed music at a Packers event last season, and she's an absolute freaking boss. When she talked about her husband, she said he is all business, and he takes his job and winning games personally. She won't hear the end of it when somebody screws up within the organization. That being said, um, yeah, a contagious Claytonism. I think Lafleur simply has his plate overflowing with so many changes. It's really hard for him to focus on one or maybe two things without the help of the staff around him. It sucks to point the finger only at him. Perhaps it's more on his coaches that are stepping into new roles or learning what he wants to do. Again, the key word here is consistency, and there is none. I do believe this is a coaching issue on top of a tough situation with a lot of injuries and so many moving parts. Number three, um, in regards to Stokes's comment of time off on Mondays if they win, I distinctly remember watching a video clip of all the winning teams' as locker rooms during the week four after the Packers defeated the Patriots. I remember the celebration of the team after LeFleur said, enjoy your time off, and then everyone cheered. This is wrong. This is not how you motivate a team. Oh. Yes, it is good to have time off. We all want that, but this is not a good way to incentivize hard work. Again, this is a coaching malfunction. I believe... Well, that is a good point if you think about it, right? The point is, if you work hard, you win. Instead, although we're trying to say that that's the message, it's really not. What what the message is, is if you win, you don't have to work hard. What what are we doing? That doesn't make any sense. If you want to win, you have to work hard. So what what in what world does it make sense to say if you win, you don't have to work hard? You get time off. I don't get that. No, you don't. No, you don't get any time off because we want to win next week, too. You get time off in the offseason after you win the Super Bowl. I mean, is, is, if you want time off, then, then I guess don't work hard and don't win games, and then you don't have to go to the playoffs and you get extra time off. You get more vacation time. Isn't that great? It's, it's just weird. Fleur's 
team-friendly approaches to appease the players and to create a good working environment, especially in the locker room. This works when you're winning, but the strategy right. needs to change, and it's taking time for this head coach and his team of coaches to find alternate ways to motivate the players in a healthy, aggressive, focused, and big-picture way. Let's hope they can figure out those ways. Go Pack. Yeah, they haven't. Um, and again, I, I don't take pride. I shouldn't. I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't enjoy saying negative things about people. I know people get upset about that, and you know it's it's easy to. And I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying people. It's easy to bring up family members and kind of mention. You know, this person has a family kind of thing. I'm not saying you did that. I'm, I'm just. That's a thing, you know. How dare you talk about Rogers that way? How dare you talk about Lafleur that way, or or Gutekunst that way? You know, they to say they don't want it, to say they don't try, to say they're not serious, to say that it's not fair. Look, dude, th- this is this is a serious problem, and if we're not going to seriously address serious problems, then I'm wasting my time here. So I understand that there are people that don't like all the negativity, but there is nothing else, and there's no way. And, and, and listen, if, if you want to have a podcast that's just positive all the time, best of luck. Go start one. First of all, you're not going to have very many listeners. But for the few that desire that, just go go lie and make stuff up about how great everything is all the time. Every week, just say, I don't care. It's my team. I'm go pack go till I die. Anyways, you guys have a great day. That's all I had to say. I'll check in with you again tomorrow and say the exact same thing again. If you're going to say anything worth saying... You have to be willing to risk hurting someone's feelings. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not saying anything. So, yeah, so, you know, some, some of these guys are going to get thrown under the bus. And, and, yeah, a lot of them have done a lot of great things for us in the past. A lot of them have some great qualities. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, are great human beings who have done great things for the community and are great husbands, fathers, brothers, sisters, whatever. That doesn't change anything. And again, I'm 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 kind of just going off on a separate tirade here, Peter. I hope you don't think I'm I'm coming hard on you, but it just it just dawned on me because I've had things like this thrown in my face a few times that are irrelevant, but try to tug on the heartstrings or or bring up things or you know you're spoiled, you're unappreciative. Look what they've done for you. What what do you want me to do? You tell me what I should do. Aaron Rodgers is playing like absolute putrid garbage. I'm not talking about for his standards. I'm talking about for a high school quarterback. But he's done a lot of good stuff for us in the past, and we've had a lot of success, and I don't want to seem spoiled, so you tell me what I should do. What do you want me to say? He's great? It's fine? Give him a pass? Let's not do anything to fix the problem, or address the problem, or talk about the problem? Let's keep hiding it? Ignoring it? Is that, is that going to do any good for anybody? What am I supposed to do? You tell me. What do you want me to say? Hey, he's going through a rough patch, but I still like him as a person. Okay, what should we do moving forward? Well, I mean, you can't bench him because he's done a lot of great stuff, like back in 2016 and stuff. 2020, probably the best quarterback in, in the game. Okay, what about 2022, though? What should we do in 20? Hey, 2020, look what he's done over the years. Do you appreciate that? I do. What should we do in 2020? Well, you know... Matt LaFleur, this is a problem right now. He's not doing a good job. What should we do? How dare you? Do you know that we won 13 games or what are you, spoiled? Yeah, we, we did last year. I'm talking about this year. Can you imagine? Uh, imagine you went to the doctor and they, they checked out, I mean, full physical. They, they checked out your heart. They checked out everything and you check out just fine. And uh, a month later, you have a heart attack. And you go to the doctor, and they keep telling you you're fine, go home. And when you ask them why, they say, well, we did a physical last month, and you checked out fine. I just had a heart attack. What are we going to do about it? I don't know why you keep bringing it up. I told you, I checked you last month, and you were fine. I'm not asking you about last month. I'm telling you my heart stopped or spazzed or whatever happened to happen in that moment. It fibrillated. And I nearly died, and I would like you to do something about it. Well, I checked you last month, and you were fine. That's what, that's what we're doing with the Packers, and I'm, I, don't, I don't get it. I want to know what we're going to do with this team moving forward. And I want to have an honest conversation about it. And I appreciate all the callers, like Peter, willing to do that. 
and to come in and to just say, this is a problem. This needs to stop. This needs to change. Nobody is calling in saying this guy's a piece of garbage. Maybe that's happening, but I don't know. I just, I just, it just is what it is. And some people are going to stop listening and that's fine. Go, go find some, go, go start one because there's a market for it. There are people who just don't want to hear anything negative. Uh, unfortunately, that's the season right now. It's negative. And if you're going to talk honestly about anything right now, it's going to mostly be negative because that is the situation. This was a mostly positive podcast in the past because we won 13 games every single year. Except if you go back far enough, then this was a negative podcast back when things were negative. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm soapboxing right now. Let's, let's get to the next uh, caller. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Tom. This is Tom Austin. Going on. Colin. Uh, Still prior to the game, by the way. Got a little bored. Decided to do a little uh, retrospective from last year. Okay. And it's funny, for a long time of being a football watcher or just having knowledge of football, it always felt like the same AFC teams would go to the playoffs each and every year. In the NFC, you would have some decent variation. Well, Looking at the teams last year and this year, the teams that would, if the playoffs started today, you got the Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Falcons, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers for the NFC. For the AFC, you got the Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Jets, Dolphins, and Chargers. Well, if this was last year and the playoffs started at the same week, only one team from those seven in the NFC would be in the playoffs this year, and that's the Cowboys. Unlike the AFC, where four of those teams that I just said would be in, and that's the Titans, Ravens, Bills, and Chargers. Obviously, the Chiefs would come back because that's what they do, even though they didn't do anything in the Super Bowl last year because they didn't go. But just an interesting thing. I'm going to call back later and see which teams ended up going to the playoffs again. All right. Bye. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate that insight. That's pretty cool. Tom's calling back. All right. Part of that last call. All right. Let's do this. Uh, so I was looking around and only three teams uh, from last year during this time who were not in the top, who were, if the playoffs started then, would be in the playoffs. Only three teams got their way into it. So it's not impossible that the Packers could pull uh, a return to form. Unlikely? Yeah, but not impossible. All right. Again, this was prior to the Lions game, so um, not impossible became slightly, a little bit closer to impossible um, over the last 24 hours. So uh, this is the last call prior to the game hey y'all this is uh dakota that nerd in tennessee what up, um so yeah i was listening to the past couple packer net after dark because you know kind of they build up you know one two or three at a time and i listen to all of them in a row. uh there was one gentleman i forgot his name who mentioned that um that uh he's excited for the future of his team uh you know that that he thinks matt lafleur has earned the right to take his own pick his own QB because obviously he didn't pick Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, or you know, well, Matt Lafleur doesn't pick him at all, really. Goody does, but you know. And then there's Packer um, super fan. I just heard his voicemail, and he's excited for the future. And I, I am also a draft guy. I love love the draft portion of the NFL season as a whole. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited for for all of this in the future, and for those folks, you know, that are still mad that we didn't give a second for Chase Claypool. I mean, look, in the past and in past drafts, Gutekunst has shown a propensity for 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 trading up, right? And in order to trade up, you have to have draft capital. Now. I've heard people say, well, even if we just get 17, what's, what's the difference between pick 17 and 12 and, and 25? Really? They're the, they're the same thing. They're not though. Cause you know how much easier it'll go from pick 12 to pick eight to pick up a quarterback that good at Cunston, Matt LaFleur want? 
Um, at the end of this season, I mean, if we don't do well, I guarantee you we will be trading folks away. Uh, maybe not everybody, but maybe the bigger, you know, I, I really would hate to see Aaron Jones go, but he's, he's one of them. He might be going. And we should get some good picks for him. You know, you saw what Christian McCaffrey got, so we should be getting some good picks for him. So whatever we trade, whoever we trade away, rather, at the end of the season, whatever picks we get, the picks that we maintained, um, you know, from from not trading during, or by the trade deadline, we can take those, or Goody can, and he can package those up, and he can go get a quarterback if he really wants to. Um, yeah, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers... I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers technically. He's earned the ability to have a slump and then get out of the slump. You know, we don't know. He might – he's been improving the last few games. So, he, you know, in this Lions game upcoming, he might have improved severely. And I'll, I'll pause here for uh, your, you know, <laughs> gut reactions to it. But I see I'm running out of time, so I'm going to go ahead and say peace. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, um has he earned the right to have a slump? I Yeah, I mean, for a game or two. I don't think he's earned the right to have a slump for a season. And um, I know that's not what you're saying, but I think that's kind of what we're seeing at this point. Obviously, he did not have... And, and, and again, this this is the easy part of the schedule. You've got Washington. You've got Detroit. If you're going to have a bounce back, it would have happened. Right? So, I don't know. It's not, uh, not really a thing, I don't think. Um, that's I guess I guess that would be my reaction. Again, I'm I'm not going to be too critical of somebody that called in with an opinion prior to the game because I thought we were going to win. I thought we were going to cover the spread for sure, the three and a half, but uh, we did not. All right, so now we're twelve forty-seven. So we're not the game isn't over, but we're a good ways into it. Ryan, dude, this is you can call, call me Aaron too. Call me Jimmy. I don't care what you call me. All right, this is ridiculous. I'm sure you can see the timestamp. Yep. It is nothing to nothing, and we're all tied up and everything, but I just have to call in response. So I'm sitting here on my couch. I'm by myself. Nobody is here to listen, so thank you for being uh, a receptor yes. to this rant. But yep. Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari? <laughs> we got to do something right. We got to do what we know how to do. What are we doing throwing it to Bakhtiari? I know we said we got to go all in and pull out all the stops. We're getting ridiculous. Both of those touchdown attempts, uh, those passes that were intercepted in the end zone, both of them were bad, ter- bad, terrible throws. One hit the guy in the face. That was ne- this other one was never going to make it to Bakhtiari. Right. This was not some wonderful play by Hutchinson, some right. wonderful reaction. It was a lame duck that he threw right to him. What the F is going on? Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, and it's one of those things where people are, are going to want to argue about what's worse, the call or the throw or whatever, but it's 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 not worth really arguing about. I, I tend to fall on the side of the throw for a couple of reasons. Number one, I was the one saying put all the chips in. Um, and if I'm Matt LaFleur, again, it's one of those things where I, I just feel bad for him because he's probably had that play in his back pocket for years and decided, you know, we cannot do anything against the freaking Lions this is really bad. We absolutely have to score. What is what is like the deepest I can dig into this? He pulls it out, and the play works. Bakhtiari sneaks out. He's wide open, and Rodgers throws it four or five yards short right to the defense. I can't imagine being Matt LaFleur thinking, I wasted that super secret play until we played the Lions because we're in desperation mode against the Lions. And then my Hall of Fame quarterback throws one of the worst throws I've ever seen to a guy that's not even far away from him, throws it unbelievably short right to where the line... He threw it at the line of scrimmage. It landed. It would have fallen. Fallen. At, at be, probably prior to the goal line. Uh, I mean, it, it just it just is very... On the nose for the season, just in terms of like, it's not worth fighting about, man. Everything is stupid. Everything is stupid. The 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 play call, the 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 throw, the just everything is just an absolute complete nightmare. And for all I know, if the ball would have got there, Bakhtiari would have dropped it. 
I mean, now that I think about it, there's it's almost a certainty. So what does it matter anyways? And again, you're looking at it going, just please run the ball. Well, running wasn't working. Listen to me. Run the ball. Run it. If you're on the one-yard line, I'm going to look right at this team and I'm going to say, we're going to run it four times. I don't care if you, you if you lose two yards, run it again and again and again. We're going to run it four times. If you can't get a yard in four rushing attempts, we're going to quit. We're going to walk off this field. I'm going to walk off this field. And I'm going to give Rodgers my clipboard and say, you do it. Because you guys suck. Run the ball four times to get a yard. Now we're going to throw to the tackle. Oh, my goodness. Omar's calling in one minute later, probably in regards to a very similar situation. Hey, what's going on? This is Omar the Firefighter. I'm calling. I'm at the fire station again. So uh, I'm watching the game on my computer, and I just saw the second interception that Aaron Rodgers threw, which was a, actually a perfect play call, but he's underthrowing the ball. It's like he's just like, oh, he's going to be open without looking. Like, he is it's getting ridiculous, like straight up. I, I I love Aaron Rodgers, man. He's like one of the greatest of all time. It's time to move on. Literally, if you just put some more air on it, you good. Like he is, like I said, I called earlier and said, you know, trade him to the 49ers. I guarantee you 49ers will give us the first round pick in the 2024 and another pick this year. Because like, we're not getting no top value for him. We need to get rid of him, man. I'm just... Now, I'm saying this, and it's only the second quarter, and he might throw for 250, 300. No, it didn't get better. After I hang up, but it's it's getting frustrating because, as you said earlier, the Lions are the worst team in the NFL, along with the Commanders, and we are struggling in both, and it's embarrassing. I get it. We got injuries, but we are supposed to be head and shoulders above them and we are struggling and it's so embarrassing it's just like I'm I'm just ready for the reset like just go ahead give us what you want I love Aaron Jones I really don't I know you keep saying we might trade him next year I really don't but if we ain't got Aaron Rodgers we probably doing a rebuild get a first for him draft another one back they're easy to replace usually just I'm just ready for the hard reset man because and like you said, if Jordan Love was doing these throws, everybody would hate him, keep him off the team. But because it's Aaron Rodgers, everybody like, oh, it's okay. Nah, man, right. screw all that. This is getting ridiculous. So hopefully we come out with a win, but this is, I can't believe this. Um, and it's kind of funny that I'm looking at golf. He's throwing, look at he's throwing, playing better than A-Rod. Like he's throwing correct reads. It's just his players ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So it's kind of like our players are doing what they're supposed to do, but Aaron Rodgers falls short, which is is ridiculous. So, all right, go pack, go. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I stand by that. If, if this was Jordan Love, everybody would say he is the worst quarterback in football. Like he's not it. He's not the answer. He's a terrible quarterback. Uh, we need to find somebody else. Um, there wouldn't be any debate whatsoever. The only the only thing you'd see from Packer fans is he needs more time. Nobody would be saying, you're out of your mind, he's actually playing well. So, uh, yeah, and I was, I was also looking at it because some people were like, actually, Rodgers did pretty well, aside from his three interceptions. Um, he threw for 283 yards, which is the most he's thrown for all season. It's probably because it was the Lions. That's, that was kind of middle of the pack as far as what the Lions have done. Washington, Seattle, and Miami threw for more yards than Rodgers did. So, you know. By the way, it's 283 yards. Like, are we supposed to do a backflip because he almost, he was like 20 yards short of 300? Last year in week five against Cincinnati, he threw for 344 yards. Like, I, I just, I, I don't like this thing where we, uh, we readjust the bar based on what he's doing this year and then act like he's actually doing well because he outperformed what he's been doing the rest of the year. This was his best game of the year. Dude, no, it wasn't. He actually played well, aside from the three turnovers. Dude, no, he didn't. He was terrible outside of those three interceptions. Do not even. Do not freaking even. 12.53, still in that same time range. Hey, in-game update. Uh, so it should be 14 to nothing now, but Rogers just throwing two crappy passes. Bakhtar was wide open, and they just act like Hutchins made the best defensive play ever. 
That does annoy me too when when our players make a mistake, you know, like it's an underthrown ball or the wide receiver drops it or something, and they're like, "That was a great defensive play." Like, come on, guys, stop doing that stuff. It makes it's just insult to injury, and it's annoying. Hey, that's Craig calling from a Packer bar in Indy after our uh, second interception in the end zone. I just don't get it. It's first and goal, one yard. Run the freaking ball under center four times if you have to. Yep. But if we can't get one yard, I don't know why we keep running out of shotgun and then do two stupid pass plays. Crazy. Crazy. Take care. Yeah, and I saw somebody posted a quote from Aaron Rodgers saying something to the effect of, you know, he wants to go down swinging. You know, he wants to keep the ball in his hands and and pass when things aren't going well. And you look at it and just go, yeah. We know, Rodgers, we know that's what you want to do, right? We know when the game's on the line and when things are tough, you want the ball. And unfortunately, I think, unless you're just taking the ball when you're not supposed to, I think your coach wants that too, right? Like, we're really struggling. We got some young and experienced wide receivers, and the offensive line has got a lot of question marks, so we're going to put the ball in Rodgers' hands. So the quarterback and the coach are both like, yeah, Rodgers, you take this. And that, that is an absolute massive detriment for us. So Jair Anderson wants to know why he's not voted captain. They do those stupid things like that. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, turn your anger into yourself, bro, and make a change. Make the change you should. I'm out. Not sure what that's in reference to, but um, Jair did something wrong. That's for sure. Probably prior to his pick would be my guess. Uh, we're at 1.25 p.m. Here's Henry. Brian. Hey. This is a football game and it's half time now. And uh, just two thoughts. Uh, one, uh, Wayne and Brock both, uh, they're trying not to sound it, but they sound like they think the refs are hosing the Packers on some of these calls. I obviously can't see them, but uh sure sounds like Jair got a piece of that football, and it sure sounds like Alan Lazard actually caught that big one. So, uh Dan Campbell. Um, and second, get that bum Rogers off the roster. For the love of God, you have to actually make some of those in the red zone. If you drive the entire field and you get stopped on the one about twice, that's unacceptable. Get off the team. Put in Jordan Love. I don't care if he's worse at this point. Right. You have to execute if you are an MVB quarterback. And if you can't execute then you're a bum. So get the bum off my roster so that we can actually strive for greatness. All right, go back, go. Let's hope the second pass is better than this absolute garbage. I appreciate it, Henry. It's, it's, there's two kinds of people in the world, some people that don't like that kind of language and some people that just are invigorated by it, and I'm the second. I just... I just appreciate honest talk. Speaking of Dan Campbell, though, the the good news is we maybe saved his job with this, especially if they do like every other team has and go on like a little winning streak, which I hope because they're playing the Bears next week, which would be, just be glorious if they go on to beat the Bears and you know win a couple, two, three games. It'd be awesome. Come play the Packers and uh, you kind of right the ship. Unless you're already a good team like Buffalo, then apparently we're a curse and, and we infect you with our bad play and you lose to teams that you shouldn't lose to. Not entirely sure how that works. Hey, Ryan, Joe, the janitor. What's up, Joe? From Connecticut. <clears throat> so it's halftime. Um, we're getting shut out by the frickin' Lions. <clears throat> um, pretty disappointing. Just got to say, seeing Rodgers throw two picks in the end zone, um, not score any frickin' points, and um, take a knee. To, to open, you know, uh, open up halftime. And, uh, as he's walking off the field, he's laughing with, uh, the Lions players. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I'm like speechless right now. And, and, and I talked about that, I think, on the podcast tomorrow. I, again, people don't usually like that. Like, well, well, why does he have to be like mad all the time or whatever? We only see two sides of Aaron Rodgers. One side is when he's laughing and yucking it up with the other team. The other side is when he's screaming and swearing at his own team. 
Do you kind of see the issue with that? Because I do. This is very unfortunate, the way our team is playing. Honestly, the streaks, I scrub off the toilets at the cinemas Mm -hmm. better than our team. Some good streaks in the toilets? Hopefully get better in the second half. No, they don't. But uh, I'm going to probably pound the rest of this uh, 12-pack of paps and um, feel bad for myself and my team. Ryan, biggest fan is Stan Shalom. Shalom. All right, we're going to do one more, and then we'll take a break and come back and uh, see what else other people have to say. Still about 1.33, so we're sitting around halftime here. Hey, Pag Daddy, it's halftime. Hey. Um, yeah, two things. Benjamin and Rodgers yep. start running the football. Really not complicated. But I guess when Aaron Rodgers says, you know, we need to start uh, throwing the football and pushing it downfield, we just, you know, forget how we were in the game last week against the best rushing defense in the NFL. Um, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers runs this football team, right? Runs it straight into the ground. Let's see if he can actually do something in the second half or if that was good comes on the phone letting Rodgers know that he was fired. Um, that would be a miracle. All right, let's see. Bye. Uh, I, I do know what a lot of people will say is that the run game wasn't working all that well. Um, again, my, my consistent stance on that since day one has been I don't care. You cannot make yourself one-dimensional simply because other teams say so, right? On top of that, the yards per carry thing doesn't always give a perfect picture. You, you know, what, what was his yards per carry in this game or their yards per carry in this game? Dylan had 11 carries for 34 yards, so about three yards per carry. Aaron Jones, nine for 25. We'll call it 2.5 yards per attempt, right? So you look at that and say, well, we sucked at running the ball. Here's how we started the game. Pass, pass, pass. Aaron Rodgers scramble, pass, pass. So one, two, three, four, five, six straight passes is how we started the game. Then Dylan ran for two, then Jones for nine, Dylan for six, and Jones for seven. That was four straight runs after six straight passes. Three of the four were very good runs. Nine, six, and seven yards. Then it was pass, pass, pass. The last one being intercepted. So six passes, then four runs, then three straight passes. Then the next series was a disaster. The running didn't work, the passing didn't work. There wasn't a one nice pass to Lazard for 47 yards. That's what got us down there. And then what do we do again? We run for no yards. Uh, pass incomplete, run for no gain, and then the throw that was intercepted by Aiden Hutchinson. So again, that's going to hurt your average when you get zero yards on the one-yard line. But even if you got a touchdown there, it's one yard. So that's still going to hurt your average. Next series, pass incomplete, run for five yards, and then pass for six, run for seven. Then pass, then run for four. Nothing wrong with four yards. So the running has been fine, with very few exceptions. Five-yard run, seven-yard run, four-yard run. Then Jones, negative one yard. So that's one negative play. However, it averages out to three yards on two carries for Aaron Jones on this series, which is 1.5 yards per attempt. Well, no, it's one good run and one bad run. And by the way, it was probably just, I mean, if you get hit in the backfield like that, then that's no good. Same for A.J. Dillon, the next play, run for no gain. Well, prior to that, he ran for five and ran for seven. The first two carries, it's now six yards per carry, right? It's 12 yards on two attempts is six yards per carry. That drops to four yards per carry when the next play is for zero yards. But again, just look at it as two really good runs and then one unsuccessful run. And then what did we do? After that unsuccessful run, pass, pass, pass. Pass on second and 10, sack. Pass on third and 18. uh, And then on fourth and three, pass to Lazard, incomplete. Next series, Aaron Jones runs six yards, pass incomplete. What happens on the next time Aaron Jones runs? Negative six yards. So he had one very good run, and then one where he got blown up in the backfield. Well, it averages zero yards per carry. He sucks. No, dude, it was a six-yard run. And then one unsuccessful play after. It's one good run, one bad run. If you look at successful runs compared to unsuccessful runs, there's been a lot of really big chunk yardage that we've gotten running the ball. The average is looking bad because of the, the amount of negative plays, because of how much that skews the numbers. But there have been a lot of really positive runs. What did we do after that? Pass incomplete, pass incomplete, punt. So again, I'm, I'm just I'm struggling to look at this and say, yeah, we, it's a good thing we didn't run, 
Next series, A.J. Dillon gets one yard, and then he throws a pick. And you got uh, Dillon for one yard. Pass, 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 pass. Dillon for three. Dillon for nine. Pass. Kylan Hill for seven. And then it's pass, 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 field goal. We just had a nine-yard run by Dillon, and then a seven-yard run from Kylan Hill, and we respond to that by going pass, 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 pass. Then how did we end the game? Pass, 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 timeout, pass, 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 timeout, pass. That was the final final series. So on the last two drives, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty passes, and four runs. We got twenty yards on those four runs. And that's with a one-yard run and a three-yard run. Still got 20. That was at the beginning of the fourth quarter that this all started, our last two drives. So again, I get it that the run wasn't massively successful, but I don't think it was as bad as the stats would indicate either. And it definitely doesn't follow that we should abandon the run and turn the ball over to Aaron Rodgers, who's playing absolutely horrific. How does that make any sense? Especially when you're when at no point in this game were you down by a lot of points. You were down by eight at one point, and then, um, and then again later by eight. eight. Eight is the worst deficit you've had the entire year, or the, the entire game. And you abandon the run. Why? I don't know. I don't understand it. I, it just seems like when things are tough, they say, well, then we got to put the ball in Rodgers' hands. He's our superstar. At what point are we going to realize he's not our superstar? If we have one on offense, it's Aaron Jones. It is not Aaron Rodgers. It's not. Anyways, why don't we take a break? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. If you'd like to support them, you can check them out at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Um, guess I'd ask how you doing, but I'm sure I already kind of know because the game's still going on. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh man, it doesn't even hurt to say at this point. We just suck. It's bad. You know, uh, the Bengals are like my favorite AFC team um, ever since, you know, Joe Burrow went on that run mm-hmm. last year and just like like number one in every QB category down there. And it was 35 points today, and I am tempted to just change to that game and just commit to the Tigers for the rest of the season. But getting back to this Packer game, I mean, what? <laughs> I I kind of just don't care. I'm just hoping that we can all jump in my camp now and just focus on the draft and focus on next season and just pray that Rodgers retires. And I'm sure that LaFleur would be on the hot seat and he's probably going to fire like half of his coaches bring some new people in there. Um, you know how the drill goes after a season like this. Just want to get that all out the way, get to 2023, and just see where we're at, 
particularly if Love or a different quarterback um, is in there, I just want to see what it will look like. And I think, like, that's just what we need. We just need to reset. The Rodgers error needs to be over. LaFleur needs to be on the hot seat after this as far as just being held accountable for what's going on here. Because this, this is just disgusting. All right. I'm kind of tired of talking about this stuff at this point. Um, season, you know, yeah. you know, what is it? 12 stages of grief. I'm like past anger and I'm kind of just at acceptance right now. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to go now. All right. Uh, take care, Ryan. Love the show. Appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, it, it, it's tough, especially since we can't even enjoy, like we're talking about, well, you know, just enjoy some of the other stuff. Well, Christian Watson got hurt, so we didn't get to enjoy him. Romeo Dobbs got hurt, so we didn't get to enjoy him. Rashawn Gary got hurt, so we're not allowed to enjoy him. Aaron Jones got hurt, so we can't enjoy him. Um, Stokes got hurt. I mean, when you're looking at, like, the young talent that you're hoping can kind of take some strides and move forward, a lot of them are not playing anymore. We're not allowed to like anything. So now it's like Zach Tom... And uh, who else? Quay, Devontae Wyatt, Samore Ture, Kingsley and Igbare. I mean, there's still some some people that we can kind of get excited about, but but this is getting brutal at this point. Like, we're not allowed to like anything. <laughs> if if you're not on board with giving up on this season, um, you're not being left a lot of options at this point. That's that's all I know. Hey, Ryan. It's, uh, Ryan again. Hey. Ryan Santos. Yeah, I called earlier. Just. Quote gets a great idea, man. Just thing. So I'm watching this Packers game. Yep. Um, third quarter, three seconds left. Lions are probably about to score. Hey, great. They should do hard knocks, and instead of doing it like before the season, pick 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 a team that's doing like they're doing as bad as the Packers are right now, like midway through the season, and then start filming. You know what I mean? Catch them. Like, while they're doing bad, because this is what I want to know. I want to know what's going on in the locker room now. I don't really care about preseason. I want to know what's going on right now. Now, granted, I wouldn't learn about it to, like, I don't know, what, I don't know, what's the production to release day for Harden? I have no idea. I've never seen it. But I would watch it if they did this. Okay, that's all. Um, I'm just, I'm just looking at this hard knocks thing. Cause usually we get a pass on hard knocks and I'm wondering if that's even going to be the case. Um, a franchise can be forced to be featured on the show. If they have a coach who is not with the team in the previous season, have not made the playoffs in the previous two seasons and have not been on hard knocks in the past 10 years. So I guess they're still not eligible because, uh, LaFleur isn't, and I shouldn't say not eligible, but they can't be forced. And I'm guessing the Packers don't want to be featured if they don't have to be. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of just kind of sparked my interest there for a second. Like, wait a minute. I wonder if we're going to have a hard night. We still may, but anyways, I don't know. Here, and this is Henry. Hey. He got back out of the car right as the Packers kick a field goal. If we'd been taking field goals all game or just points instead of trying to go for it on fourth. Yep. Or, you know, hadn't had that bum Rodgers under center. Right. Who keeps tossing up. Popovers, we might actually be winning this game. You know, build momentum. But, you know, that's if we didn't have a washed-up old man sitting back there who looks like he's an emo child. <laughs> okay. That's my two cents for now. Um, I hope they win. But Rodgers is a bum. Go back, go. You know, it's funny. People will put up with a lot when you're winning. And everything you do is kind of endearing. I remember this in high school. I was always annoyed by this. That um, and guys probably do this too. But but this was always the case. I noticed with girls, it didn't matter what your personality type was or how obnoxious if you were. If you were uh, an attractive dude, you were. It was always it was always endearing. I remember there was one guy. He he was kind of newer to one of my math classes or whatever, and the guy was just stupid and obnoxious. He looked like he was twenty six though, but. Um, he just, he was so weird. And and at one point I felt bad for the guy, you know, cause I, I kind of have that weird thing where when people go too far in one direction, I go the other, I didn't like him. And then when I noticed a lot of people really didn't like him cause he was obnoxious. Um, I was like, Oh, come on guys. He's not that bad. But the thing is 
the girls thought it was the most adorable thing in the world. Everything he said was adorable. And same with like, if, if, if you're quiet, but cute, it's adorable that you're quiet. If you're quiet and you're ugly, then you're weird for being quiet. So I feel like that's kind of how it is with Rogers a little bit. All the stuff he does is endearing. Not to everybody, obviously, all the time. Some people have always been annoyed with him for various reasons. But, you know, the haircuts and all the dressing up and all the weird stuff that he does, growing out his hair, cutting his hair, the mustache, the, the, the again, dressing up like people, the, the books and the drugs and the weird trips and the weird girlfriends and the, the weird beliefs and the weird tattoos and all this stuff. It's just kind of like a weird, quirky kind of, <laughs> Rogers, you crazy son of a gun. But now that he's playing like this, it's like you're an emo jerk idiot and I hate you and you need a haircut and you need to take a shower because you look like you stink, okay? And you need to grow up and stop doing drugs and pooping on yourself, okay? Because it's, it's weird and you're a freak and I don't like you and I want somebody else in here. He's not the cute kid in, in, in school anymore. And by the way, I will fully acknowledge, as I said, guys do that too. Pretty much do and say and think whatever you want. You know, guys will be like, oh yeah, I, I totally think horoscopes are... are uh, Great. Um, anyways, what are you doing on Saturday? You want to like talk about a horoscope or uh, a Sagittarius? So is that is that good or bad? Or I could be something else if you want. I'll be whatever you want me to. I'll do anything you want. <laughs> hey, so uh, yeah, like I said during halftime, Aaron Rodgers is a bum. <laughs> are we uh, are we gonna bench him yet? Like, what's no. it gonna take? How how much how much we have to you know tolerate of this lifeless horrible Aaron Rodgers show before we finally get rid of the bum? Aaron Rodgers is uh, he's, he's he's the cute kid that gained a bunch of weight and got a bunch of acne. That's it. That that's the question. I I don't know what anybody expects of this defense when literally Aaron Rodgers is one hundred percent of the problem. He throws balls in the dirt. He puts balls on you know on the ground. I- Sorry, I'm cutting off your rant here, but it just reminded me of something. I think I mentioned this in the podcast tomorrow. I apologize if I already said it on this podcast. But, you know, I, I've been saying for a long time that there's a lot of blame to go around in a lot of directions. And a lot of mistakes are being made by a lot of different people. But can you name, aside from, let's say, Rogers and Savage, can you name one person that is a consistent problem over and over and over again that you can put your finger on and say, you're the reason we're losing? And you can't even really say that about Savage, because even if he gave up, again, 100% of the points, the defense was more than adequate. Um, who, can you, who can you put your finger on to that extent, aside from Rodgers and Savage? I mean, you can point to people that made a mistake, that had a drop, had a penalty, maybe even two penalties. I can't think of anybody that has been this consistently bad throughout the entire season, making constant errors, over and over, every week, every quarter, every drive, than Rodgers. I can't. I mean, Elton Jenkins, from what I can tell, he's playing better. Who else? Who's the guy that, that's, uh, look at the offense, who's the guy? What, Dylan? Dylan's not, I just read off the stats. He had a decent day. I know his average wasn't great, but he had a bunch of big runs, a bunch of hard runs. He's not the greatest in the world, but you can't look at Dylan and be like, if he was better, we'd, we'd be a winning team. He's completely fine. Tunyon? Tunyon's not doing anything wrong. DeGuara? Mercedes? Zach Tom? David Bakhtiari? Who? Dobbs? Lazard? Who, who, is, who are the guys that every week is like, dude, this guy is just terrible? And considering Rodgers is the one saying, you know what, if you keep making consistent mistakes, you shouldn't be playing. The only guy I know of for sure that keeps making mistakes and keeps messing this stuff up is Rodgers. Again, everybody's making mistakes, but nobody is doing it as consistently as he is. It's just, it's, it's, he is the problem every week. Every single week, every single drive, every single quarter. I don't know of anybody else on the team that is just so consistently the problem. I don't care about the two fumbles on the last drive. It, it shouldn't come down to that. It shouldn't come down to, can we have some more do all of the work? Could we have A.J. Dillon do all the work because Aaron Rodgers is not leading guys. The, the Lazard drop on that, uh, on that big, you know, crucial conversion, it's because Rodgers can't get the ball to him. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that we're not running the football against the worst running defense in the NFL, 
is it Matt LaFleur calling, you know, pass, 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 or is it Aaron Rodgers never, ever handing the ball off during any of these RPOs? What is it going to take? When is somebody going to walk up to Aaron Rodgers in the room and say, hey, Rodgers, I don't want to ask you a question. You're just horrible. I want to let you know that you're a piece of garbage. All that ayahuasca you were doing obviously has you completely out of your mind. I'm, I'm sick of this. You know what? The NFL should fine Aaron Rodgers for doing illegal drugs. That, that's where I'm at right now. And quite frankly, if Matt LaFleur doesn't turn around next week and start Jordan Love, I have absolutely no hope for a Matt LaFleur team ever again. Yeah. Because we're sitting here handcuffed to a quarterback who obviously cannot play football because he's a whining, sniveling little brat. That's it. I'm done. We need to get more people from New York and New Jersey to call in. Maybe get some Philly fans or something, you know, just get that kind of regional ang I, I need it. It's like therapy for me. Thank you for saying it so I don't have to say it. You know, I got to try to have some level of decorum on my show, but you can do whatever you want. But, but the bottom line, even if what he said is unfair, it still needs to be said. Somebody has to get in that guy's face and scream at him. And I, again, I just don't think that's happening. Again, on the, on the podcast tomorrow, I play a clip of Adrian Amos saying, we have to start being honest with people. We have, to, we have to actually watch the tape and be honest with guys. And I'm sitting there going, what do, you, what do you mean? You haven't been doing that? And then you think about it and say, of course they're not doing that. I mean, they'll do it to Romeo Dobbs. I'm sure they'll tell Dobbs he's being an idiot, but who's going to get in Rodgers' face? His freaking quarterback coach last week gave him his highest grade ever. And Rodgers goes on TV and he chuckles about it because he knows it's stupid. But, but again, there's, there's no accountability for him. Who is the guy that's going to get in Rodgers' face and say, you suck? You don't have to use those words, but, but you get what I'm saying. Who's going to do it? I, I, t I tell you what, with him throwing a temper tantrum on the sideline, if I'm the coach, I'm going to be furious at that. If I see you slam that phone one more time, you're not going back on the field. You are the problem with this team. And you do not cuss out anybody else. I don't want to see you talking or screaming or scolding anybody until you learn to throw the football. You want to throw a pick and then nurse your hand? Fine, then you can sit. You notice that? That's when he really starts holding his hand is when the throws are bad. It's like when you go bowling and, and it goes into the gutter and you start like, oh, my shoulder. Jeez, I've been having, I've been sleeping on it and just having all these issues with my shoulder. Jeez. Then you throw a strike and it's like, yeah, it's just what I do, man. That's just how it goes when I when I when you play me bowling, you crazy. I throw strikes, except when my shoulder acts up. Every every single time I bowl and my shoulder doesn't start twitching, it's a strike. So that's a fact. Rogers, when his when his thumb's feeling fine, boy, he's throwing strikes. You could tell because his thumb felt fine like once. Somebody's got to be honest with the guy, and, and, and I think that might be part of the problem because a lot of people say you can't do that with a guy like Rodgers. Fine, then that we've identified the problem. He's too big. Rodgers is too big to fail, right? We, we can't bench him. We can't scold him. We can't correct him. We can't talk to him. We, we've got the GM back, bending over backwards. They have to have daily meetings, and he has to ask him how, he's going, how it's going and who you want to come in here and, and, and his opinions on personnel, and the coach has to talk to him, not to reprimand him or scold him or to tell him he's doing anything wrong, but to ask his opinion, how he's doing, get the vibe of the locker room and all. It's, it's, it's Rodgers is the most important piece in Green Bay. And I think in and of itself, that's become a problem. Because even as I'm saying that, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that to Rodgers. Okay, well, then we've identified the problem. Because he is a football player. Just like everybody else is a football player. And, and, if, and if there's anybody on this team, and I know, well, today you got to be more gentle with the player. They're very gentle soul. If there's anybody on a football team that you cannot reprimand, they should not be on that football team. Everybody. I mean, just, just look at what Matt LaFleur did to Quay Walker. I mean, he wasn't brutal about it, but he got in his face and he said, you know, you, you idiot, you can't do that. It's always the second guy and all this stuff. When is the last time you saw anybody get in Rodgers' face? Ever. Rodgers is making mistakes and he's throwing a temper tantrum and everybody's like, I'll just leave him alone, get out of his way. Whether he's yelling at himself or somebody else. I saw somebody posted that he yelled at Samori Ture something like, catch the effing ball mf -er or something. I, I don't know. I didn't see that. I saw there was another sideline shot that looked like he was screaming at Lazard. It might have just been that his head looked in that direction as Lazard walked past him and he was just yelling at himself. I don't know. 
seemed like he was just yelling at himself. But again, his head did turn toward where Lazard was, and Lazard just kept walking past him with his head down. Like, I, I'm not. I, when he slammed the phone, Aaron Jones kind of turns around and looks at him like, what's your deal? He's, he's off by himself throwing a temper tantrum, and everybody else is just, I mean, it just, it drags everything down. Enough is enough. If you're going to sabotage us with your play, at least don't sabotage everything else with your attitude. I mean, he's just going scorched earth on, 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 on everything. Three turnovers, bad throws almost every single play. I'm guessing he's also a big part of the reason we're not running the ball. And you're going to start yelling at everybody and screaming and making everybody feel like garbage? Like He's, he's just setting fire to everything. And at some point, somebody has to be man enough to step up and say, knock it off. That's enough. Knock it off. Shut your mouth and play football, or you can go in the locker room, because I'm tired of hearing it. And if you can't do that to one of your players, then that's a problem. Hey, Ryan Sprit from Merrimack. Hey. 36 seconds left in the game. This team is absolute garbage. I mean, they're like the garbage truck that's driving down the road. Love and the throughout analogies. the season, like the engine's been smoking, you know, everything's slowly falling apart. But now it's just in full gulf flames. This is absolutely pathetic. We lost to the Lions, who have an historically bad defense. Yep. We only scored nine points. The defense holds their offense to 15 points, which is, you know, the Lions, they've been able to score. So I thought the defense did very well. Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions, two of them in the end zone. Come on. It's 14 points. Yep. They should have benched him at halftime. Yep. I am so sick and tired of watching this team week in and week out. And by this point, I know I should be used to it. But, my goodness, this is this is just terrible. Absolute terrible. I mean, Matt LaFleur has no leadership and has no control over his locker room. This team plays undisciplined. Aaron Rodgers is playing like trash. Jordan Love can be playing about as good as Aaron Rodgers is right now. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I thought the offensive line did fairly well. And does David Bakhtiari just kick and play when he wants to play now? Like, (laughs) oh, our team's sucking, so I'm just going to sit on this bike and pedal for two quarters. And then, (laughs) oh, hey, we have a chance to win. I'm going to come in for the last two minutes. Bakhtiari's doing that trick too. <laughs> Rogers throws a bad pass and he holds his thumb. Bakhtiari gives up a pressure. He's like, Ooh, my knee, I need the bike. Somebody get me my bike. Oh no. Better be people's jobs on the line after this. Starting with Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry, the offensive coordinator. I mean, yeah. I'm glad they didn't get anybody at the trade deadline because honestly yeah. it wouldn't have helped them at all at this point. And right. next week when they play Dallas, Micah Parsons is going to be feasting on Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Mike McCarthy's homecoming, and he that they are going to just rip yep. the Packers apart. I mean, it's uh, hopefully they flex it to a noon game so it's not three anymore. But oh, anyway, this is ridiculous. I mean, they'll. At this point, I even, it makes me sick to say this, but the Bears are even better than the Packers. Yeah, I don't think that's debatable. They had a fairly close game with Miami today, and we can't even beat the damn Lions. And the Lions are 1-6, and six, and they're playing like every game's a Super Bowl. And Dan Campbell has that team fired up. I I don't even know what to think anymore. I think Rodgers needs to go. I think Matt LaFleur needs like Everything needs to start from scratch at this point. I don't know. I'll see what. Yeah. Sorry for the three minute uh, cutoff there. Um, yeah. I, I, I think there's certain things that we know we need to do. And I think Rogers has to go. And I know we're, we're limited on what we can do. I do think he's going to retire because again, why in the world would you come back to this? Um, the only other alternative would be Rodgers doesn't want to retire. He's mad. You know, who knows how this is going to devolve, but if he decides I'm not the problem, the team is the problem, and I'm going to go prove it by playing somewhere else, then we could trade him. I, I don't see a scenario where he wants to come back and the Packers, um, you know, I, I, I guess I don't know that, but the, 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 the only issue would be if he wants to come back and we can't trade him because of the contract or whatever. And I, 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 I still got to ask somebody what the, 
the cost to the other team would be. I don't think it would be that much. So I think it would be a pretty uh, okay thing. But the, the, the issue is if teams are watching saying, this guy, we don't want to deal with the drama. We don't want to deal with the uh, you know bad play. To be honest, he's not even playing that well. And we also don't want to deal with the guy that's just going to end up retiring. But if it's a low cost, I think a team would would pull the trigger. Why not? You, you'd offer something. You can't tell me you can't give up a seventh-round pick for the guy or something. I know it would be more than that, but I'm just saying. Like, what, you saying he's not even worth that so that we can't move him at all? Because I know we can't cut him. That's the one thing we can't financially afford to do. But we can trade him, or if he retires, then then we can. Uh, it, it has the same impact on the salary uh, salary cap. So uh, we know we need to do that. And then I believe it would be a wise thing to move on from David Bakhtiari. Um, again, I think we can get compensation for him. Uh, we would save a little bit of money in the short term and a lot of money in the long term. And um, we also seem to have a pretty good replacement. I, I think we have uh, really good options with Yash and Zach Tom. Um, maybe not David Bakhtiari good, but it doesn't really matter. We have a really good football player, and um, Bach has just got some long-term issues, and it's just not worth the money that that his contract is going to be ballooning up to to be able to keep him. And Aaron Jones is similar. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe you hang on to Aaron Jones. I mean, we, we can financially survive – uh, with Aaron Jones and, and continue to carry that contract. I don't want to do anything stupid to lower his cap. If you want to suck it up and eat it and say, listen, um, we're going to go in a new direction. We're going to have Jordan Love. We're going to lean on the run more than we have in the past. And so I want to have, fine, fine. That's that's something. Um, and maybe you, maybe you do the same with Bakhtiari too and just hang on to him. But you have to do that. But, but I think you almost also look at it as a 2018 thing with um, – with the way that they gave Mark Murphy a one-year contract. And, and I think you do that with um, Matt LaFleur also. And you, you, well, I guess you don't give him a one-year contract because he's already been extended, but you, you give him sort of a one-year ultimatum. Whether you tell him that to his face or not, I think you give him one more year. And essentially it's, look, things were rough, things were bad. You've never been in that situation before. Everything kind of fell apart. But let's remove the excuses. And we'll we'll give you an opportunity to rebuild the culture here and um, get people excited and play for you. And if you can do that, great. If you can't, then next year will be the year that, you know, 2024, we probably look for a new head coach. Would be my thought. By the way, I had a, uh, a conspiracy theory that I thought of the other day when somebody mentioned um, Mark Murphy and how he was going to be out in three years. And it dawned on me, we essentially gave Aaron Rodgers a three-year contract. And we've been continually pushing and pushing and pushing. So my new conspiracy theory is that Mark Murphy essentially forced everybody's hand and said, we will not rebuild under my, under my watch. I've got three years left. We're going to push all in. We're going to get another Super Bowl while I'm tenured here. And that's the end of the conversation. And you guys can do whatever you want tearing this garbage down when I leave. But until then, that ain't happening. Something to think about. Anyways, we got a bunch of more calls, but we are going to leave it at that for now. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.